In Matthew 4.19, Jesus invited his disciples to follow him, to be changed by him, and to be on mission with him. The 419 movement is made up of believers that are committed to making disciples the way that Jesus did. We're learning a lot, and we want you to join us. So welcome to the Discipleship Download. Welcome to the third episode of the Discipleship Download. This is a podcast for our 419 group leaders to share what we are learning as we lead groups. I'm your host, David Anderson, and I help lead our 419 team. And again, just a guy who is trying to grow as a disciple maker. Well, today's episode is a little bit different. It's just going to be me today, and we're going to focus on a particular skill that can help your group get off to a great start. And the title of today's podcast is Storytelling 101. We'll probably do a few other 101-type episodes that are shorter, but they're instructional instead of the typical interview and conversation format that we've had in other episodes. And as we talk about our stories, I want you to think about the people in your life that are just masterful at telling a story. What makes those storytellers great? Maybe you don't know anyone, but you appreciate a great movie or a great director that knows how to tell a great story. And so today, as we talk about storytelling, I want us to talk about what what makes stories great and what can make your story great. And that's that's what we're, where we're going to start. But when I think about great storytelling, I think about deer camp growing up, which may sound kind of weird, but if you think about it, men go out into the woods with weapons, and then we come back and we talk about what happened. Now, some of that is greatly exaggerated, uh, but there were always great stories to be told around the campfire at night with lots of laughing. And there were definitely people within... Deer, the deer camp environment that knew how to keep everyone's attention. So the skill of storytelling was was really one that we were working on at that moment, and we didn't even know it. And so when it comes to to storytelling, maybe you could think of deer camp as is storytelling with naps in between, naps in the woods. But uh, that's that's what it was for me growing up, and that's that was a, a probably a pretty formative thing for me. Before our four nineteen leaders. A lot of you are adults, and adults come with a story. When you were in your teens, you were constantly thinking about what you wanted your story to look like and how your friends could help you, but as adults, we already have a story. It's not a complete one, but one that already has several acts already completed, for better or for worse, and we all have a variety of experiences that have all culminated into who we are and how we view the world. And some of those experiences impact how we view God, which is why the story is important. As we think about being a disciple maker, knowing someone's story can be super helpful in helping them and guiding them. So when a story sits in the back of our minds and it just stays within us, we can believe all kinds of lies about ourselves, our secrets, our failures, hardship, trauma, stuff that really uh, needs to be grieved, uh, that, that stuff can wreak havoc on us. And I believe that it also causes us to distance ourselves from other people. If you start to talk about those things, then you're going to get emotional. There's going to be things that kind of come out that, that maybe you're ashamed of or, 
maybe just things that are just hard for you to communicate without getting emotional or grieving more. And so it makes sense that sometimes we're hesitant about telling our stories to others. But when we do, it can be really, really important for us. The first time or even the first couple of times that I shared my story or Alyssa and I's story with other people, it, it wasn't easy. There, there, were so much in, there was just so much insecurity uh, that I felt as I was saying it, and, and maybe even some like a vulnerability hangover afterwards. And what I mean by that is I was a little unsure that I should have told it, maybe sometimes. But time and time again, that act of telling the story became a catalyst for those relationships and my ability to grow within that group. And once I was known within that group— and felt uh, like I could trust everyone within that group with my story, it changed how I talked about my life in that group on a week-to-week basis. It feels risky when you put yourself out there, but with that risk, when someone responds in a healthy way to your story, especially on an ongoing basis, a relationship's foundation has been formed. Trust begins to build, and when you need that trust. That trust is literally the bridge that that your relationship's going to travel over, uh, that's going to help you to grow together. And, and so that trust is huge. And so hearing someone's story, having someone hear your story, and then being good stewards of that is a great foundation for a relationship. Now, I love how Donald Miller talks about the concept of our stories within his book, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. In that book, he talks about how two movie directors approached him about making a movie about his biography. It's a book that's called Blue Like Jazz that he wrote a long time ago. And uh, in in one of their first meetings, these two directors tell him that they're going to need to embellish his story and to turn it into a great movie. Now, just think about that for a second, uh, to be told that. And he was naturally hurt by this comment, but it caused him to think about his life in a new way. He had lived his life, uh, he, he wished that he had lived his life in a way that would be a great story. And, and that, uh, you know, he wondered what are the components of a great story? And how could he live his life in such a way that a great story was being built going forward? So just think about this concept with me for just a minute. A great story has this unassuming hero or main character that is confronted with some sort of conflict or challenge. All movies have this, that that they've got some kind of conflict or challenge or this main character is is trying to overcome them. Sometimes it's a, a superhero type of character, but a lot of times it's just a normal, everyday person that's confronted with something. And we watch a movie for two hours of our life, or three hours of our life in some cases, to see this hero overcome that challenge and to achieve their climactic moment. Now, nobody really likes those artsy-fartsy movies that try to break the mold and it's depressing when the hero dies at the end. Let's be honest. We, we don't like those. Uh, we, don't, we don't want our story to end like that. Uh, I, just, I can think of a few movies that come to mind, uh, The Grey being one of them, uh, that uh, I, I couldn't get those two hours of my life back. And so, uh, but that's an important concept for us to think about that we, we like a good story. We like a great story. And God has a great story for us to engage people with. So, uh, so it is an important concept. And we're starting this, this relationship with someone who's right in the middle of their story. 
And as adults, life has this way of throwing challenges at all of us. And they feel like they're going to take us down, or maybe they have in some sense, and there's some legitimate grief in this person's story. Now, they're walking around in life with very few people that know the story or know their story in total. They're not known. Okay. So now we don't want to come into a group and all we know about this person is surface level stuff. And all they give us is the Instagram version of their life. Our lives are far more interesting than that. Could you imagine going to a movie where the characters just frolic around the screen with smiles on their faces the whole time and all they talk about is the weather and their vacations? I mean, that'd be terrible. And so our, our Instagram uh, version of our life makes a terrible movie, okay? But when we really think about our story and the things that have happened, the ups and the downs, God, God can be uh, a masterful storyteller with each of us. And so uh, that's, that's the thing that we want to get to as we tell our stories to each other. And so it's great if you can tell your story uh, and and then or they can tell their story to you, and then you can step into that story with them as a guide and show them that God ultimately wants to guide them. Now, the best story that you could possibly tell with the rest of your life is following Jesus without reservation. Now, I want you to think about that for just a minute. Just think about that statement. The best story that you could possibly tell with the rest of your life is following Jesus without reservation. That's the greatest story that could be told. And that's something that we have to learn to live. And those that are in our groups have to learn that as well. And it's a group project. It's a team sport. We've talked about this in prior episodes. We need relationships to help us get there. None of us are going to tell the best story with our life doing this on our own. And so let's talk very practically about this and how you can lead your group well in storytelling. Now, we're using the term story instead of testimony, uh, and maybe for those that are believers, like that's, that's kind of a, a catchy thing to you. You realize like that's, that's not normal. We usually use the word testimony. Typically, a testimony is a concise way of conveying your life before and after you met Jesus, and testimonies are incredibly important to tell. Uh, but what we're talking about here in a 419 group is is a story. Now, not everyone in your 419 group uh, will have a testimony. They may not have met Jesus. They may not have a relationship with him, but they do have a story. And they will tell you things in that story that are keeping them from having a relationship with Jesus. There will be things that you will hear in their story that are clear hurdles between them and feeling safe in relationships or uh, something that's affected the way that they see God. And so we use story intentionally so that people aren't trying to, to put something together that they really don't have. Uh, when we start telling testimonies, uh, we're kind of encouraging people to, to kind of write themselves into the story versus just tell their story for what it really is. Okay, So uh, for the believers in the group, they can tell their story chronologically, and the testimony is embedded in that story. But we want the unbelievers to feel like they can share where they really are, and that uh, when they're known by the, the whole group, when their story is known by the whole group, the whole group is going to be able to contribute to them getting to know Jesus better. And one of my favorite stories 
was a group that I was leading, and the last guy to tell his story, the way he finished his story was, I don't know who this Jesus guy is, but as I learn more about him, I feel like I'm walking out of the darkness and into the light. Okay, now this is a guy that that hadn't spent a lot of time in church, didn't know all the vernacular, and those are the words that he chose to to, to say that day as he told his story, and it was amazing. And the group responded so beautifully to that, and so I always think about that that story, and uh, and and it's just been awesome ever since to be in relationship with that guy and to continue to to do do life with him. So when you do tell your story, let's talk about how much time and when do you do this? Like, when, what? How do we how do we invest the time to make this happen? Well, I think that you can use the look up time when we talk about. The the excuse me the the look back the look up the look forward uh, components of a meeting I think it's okay to use the look back time that relational time at the beginning of a meeting for the first couple of uh, of uh, the first month or the first six weeks uh, for someone to share their story each week and you could give them twenty to thirty minutes you could also do a dinner at your home where everyone shares. Uh, before and after dinner, and just everybody kind of has a time allotted for that, and that could be great. Uh, you can dedicate multiple meetings to this, and you just tell your story. I know that I've I've done that several times with guys, and I've always found it to be worth the time. Uh, sometimes you may have to do it one on one with each person over coffee. Maybe it's a certain situation in your group where you just don't feel comfortable. Uh, telling or using time to do that, or or maybe there's a, a special story in that group that needs to be protected, whatever the situation may be, what's important is that at least you as the leader know everybody's story. Maybe you're already leading a group and you kind of feel like that ship has sailed. Uh, it would still be beneficial for you to go and spend one-on-one time with the members of your group and just hear their stories. And I think that would be a special thing to do with them. But uh, just pray about this. And think about what would be best as far as making the investment for your group. It is an investment that's well worth it. Now, how do you help your group prepare to tell their story? And the first thing you want to do is you want to create a high trust environment within your group, like we've talked about in a prior episode, so that you can you can communicate clearly to your group that when someone shares their story, or their life with the group, that this is going to stay within the group. It's not shared with the spouse. It's not. It doesn't become, uh, you know, something that they they kind of share with a friend, even though they don't share your name or anything like that. No, it it stays protected and it stays confidential. That high trust environment is essential. And there's going to be other things that are shared as you do life together, and you want that to be protected. So. Establish that high trust environment with the story and then maintain it on a week-to-week basis. But next, the next best thing that you can do to prepare your group to tell their story is to model it yourself. When you share your story first and you tell the real story, the good, the bad, and the ugly, past challenges and current challenges, it's a big deal. You know, you're, you're supposed to be the leader of the group. And sometimes we see that and we go, we, we have to act like we've got it all together. But actually, if you are, are vulnerable and you uh, put yourself out there, others will follow suit. Okay. And so they'll, 
They'll know that it's safe to share with you because you felt like you could share with them. And that's a, it's amazing how that works. Now, next is just to help them think about their story in a chronological way, how to communicate it succinctly. I typically ask guys to think of 15 events in their life and to put them down on paper. And when they put them down on paper, I want them to put the age that they were when that event happened. And then to rate that event as a positive 10, you know, uh, the birth of a child, you know, is is like a positive 10. It's a great event in your life. But negative 10s as well, like there could be negatives that happened when uh, the divorce happened or uh, when uh, the death of, of, of a particular person that they loved happened. That those, are, those are negative events. And so we'll take that, those 15 events and the ages and we'll kind of spreadsheet them. We, we will literally put them on a spreadsheet and it looks like a stock chart, ups and downs. And you can see, you can visually see the, the ups and downs of a person's life and, and then talk about it in a, in a way that's very organized. And, it, and it, it's especially helpful for them to stay organized if, if things are emotional or they're nervous about telling their story having at least a list of those 15 events or the chart can be really, really helpful to them uh, as they move through it in an effective manner. So it's not about rushing them through it. It's just that they're not necessarily looking for words to say. They've kind of already organized their thoughts in their minds. And you could even give them your list as you tell your story, and that helps them to see how you did it. And we can help you with that if you want um, more access to those kinds of tools. We we have those available for you. So they don't have to be um, that detailed uh, with everything, but those big events, the things that really impact them as, a, as an adult today, uh, that that's important for them to say. And so as you share those things, they'll share those things. And the more that they prep for this, the better they're going to tell their story and the more that the whole group's going to get out of it. So the last thing is uh, just uh, continue to protect them. Okay, so let's say that somebody tells their story in the group, and you know there's it's it's really healthy when somebody finishes their story for the group to to ask thoughtful questions. Uh, to it, it really shows when you ask somebody questions about their story that you were listening and that you care, and so that's healthy. But it's not healthy for someone to say something like, "You know what you need," or "Here's how you should fix that." Uh, so if if uh, if you if you've got a fixer in your group and you maybe don't know that they're a fixer, but this, this is your your group's kind of coming together and a story has just been shared and there's somebody in the group that's like literally right there chomping at the bit to just tell them exactly how to fix all their problems. I think that's a point when you as the leader need to step in and just say it's not necessary to fix whatever it is at this time. But let's let's just be supportive and let's walk through this with them. A lot of the times we know what to do to fix our problems. We just haven't done it yet, or it's it's just uh, eluded us, or uh, it's it's a lot more complicated than just doing one thing to fix it. And so, just protect them. That it feels really unsafe if you share your story and and suddenly you're you're like a project that everybody wants to fix, and, and or they're telling you the the five things or five steps that you can do to, to make your life better. It just uh, it doesn't quite feel right, and it, it feels like you slapped a Band-Aid on a, on a gunshot wound. All right, this is something that is causing this person to limp, that's causing them to hurt, and uh, you're, you're just putting a Band-Aid on it. So we don't want to do that. 
And so God has given each individual different challenges to face, all of us. And you know, some of those, those challenges are going to be overcome in your lifetime, and some are going to have to be grieved. They're, they're true losses. And uh, all of it, all of it, whether it's something that could be overcome or needs to be grieved, all of it can ultimately push us to the hope that we have in Christ, that our hope is completely in Him. And so these stories are important, uh, the good and the bad, and we can uh, kind of walk alongside people and help them to see that as disciple-makers. Now, that, that kind of leads me to where I want to I land the plane on this episode, okay? Uh, that God is, is doing something really important with your story and their story. Okay, this is really important. The, the reason that we, that we do this story exercise and, and everything else is that God tells amazing stories. He creates masterpieces within his people, and they contain both times of darkness and challenge as well as light and victory. And that contrast is what makes our stories unbelievably powerful, all right, better than any movie you've ever seen. Okay, he, he can use the, the hardest things in your life for his glory. And the more we tell our stories to others, the more we're able to see that. Okay, now this is critical. We want our people to go from storytelling once in your group to being storytellers all the time. All right, let me say that again. We want our people to go from storytelling once in your group to being storytellers all the time. All right, they take the risk with your group and they see that it's one healthy for them, but maybe there's something in their story that helps somebody else. And it amazes me when I see individuals that that understand that they are storytellers, that they step into the vulnerability of telling their stories because they know it's worth it. They usually use phrases like it's really hard to to share my story. But if, if it affects just one person, if it helps just one person, then it's worth it. And I've heard that multiple times from people as they share their stories from a, from a stage or, or with a group. That, that is just something that happens over and over again. But when they share more openly with friends and others that they want to grow with relationally, God orchestrates many moments where someone hearing that story needed to hear it, where their, their pain was similar their challenge was similar, or they were dealing with it in isolation and it was just wreaking havoc on them. And they hear this person share their story and they're like, wow, that's so healthy. Like, I need to do that too. And it, and it can really cause a great chain of events with the people in our life that we are close to or that we have relationship with, that we have trust with, that, uh, that God can do amazing things with that. When believers tell their stories, there's, there's hardship, but there's also a lot of hope. And so uh, there's immense hope. And so just like in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul realizes that sharing about the thorn in his side elevated Christ and Christ's power in his life, and suddenly a a switch is flipped. And Paul goes from hiding something in his life to becoming a storyteller that puts out all the challenges and everything in his life because he knows that God can use it to bring people into relationship with Jesus. It elevates the power of Christ and the hope that he has in him, and that's, that's, when, that's what we want. We want our disciple-makers to be storytellers. God can do awesome things with our stories. So 
I hope that is is helpful to you for our disciple makers out there. If you're if you're trying to figure out how do I do this in my particular group, or uh, maybe there's a challenge to sharing your story or helping others share their story in your group, we're here to help you. We want to help you with that. You can email us at 419 at jfbc.org. We'd be happy to interact with you and help you with that. But we hope that today's episode uh, will kind of inspire you to to look at your story in a new way, that God can use it in powerful ways if you share it, that it will be a great foundation for the relationships in your group, and that it'll be a great foundation for you as a disciple maker, as a guide to entering into people's life and to helping them grow closer to Jesus and to becoming fishers of men. That's it for today. Uh, In our next episode, we're going to dive into the look up component, that middle component of a meeting where we do discovery Bible study. I've got Lee Taylor and Bobby Smith joining me for that one. It's going to be great. And uh, that episode is going to drop in two more weeks. But if if you're interested in learning more about joining the 419 movement, maybe you've never, uh, maybe you're not part of our church, you've never heard that before, uh, you can go to 419movement.com for all of our resources and all of our contact information, and just let us know how we can help you get started. We would love to partner with you and help you as a disciple maker. All right, well, I'm going to close today with a prayer that I've closed every episode with, and I I truly believe that the Lord answers this when we pray it. And so let's, let's do that now and close our time. Lord, you just, you are so wonderful in how you orchestrate our stories. You are the Lord of the harvest. You know what stories are going to maximize the harvest, Lord. And we we pray that you will raise up great laborers and storytellers in the mission field. Lord, show us how important our stories are for reaching other people. Help us to tell them well in a way that elevates you and the gospel. And Lord, I just pray that you would give us a burden for those that don't know you. Uh, And I pray for opportunities for us to meet them and to share our stories with each other. And Lord, give us the boldness that we need to share those stories, to to share the good news, the ultimate story of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Lord, we we just lift this up to you. We pray that you would create a powerful movement of, of storytellers and disciple makers, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.